Hello everyone, how we doing? Adam here from 3Count Radio and I ha- here today I have, according to Oscar Byron, the slightly bigger one, Anderson Daniels. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm good, mate. Only slightly bigger. I have to admit, big Troy Ryan has been, he's put some, he's put some size on it. Looks good. It's going to, a couple of weeks, he'll be a world level power lifter. So, you know, I can't, I'll, I'll, I'll take being the slightly bigger one for now. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, anyone's slightly bigger than Oscar Byron as well, let's be honest. So That's true. That's very true. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to try and be nice there, but yeah. <laughs> nah, never be nice to Oscar Byron. Never. John McKinney we like, but a lot of time for John McKinney. Great rig on John McKinney. Oscar, though, something else. Something else. Yeah, yeah. Can't argue either. It was very, very fun having them on just to see and get that little bit wound up from mid to last. That's what we live for. Yeah. That's what we live for. Good lads <laughs> made to last as well. We like some made to last. Oh, yeah. Lads. Brilliant lads. Brilliant lads. Yeah. They've been on here. Well, Leon himself has been on here twice. I've had made to last in here once. And yeah. Great lads. Top boys. Now, as is tradition on my show, I like to open up with a bit of gym talk because. Especially nowadays, post lockdown, there's a little bit of a tragedy with the gym, with the gym. But through lockdown, yeah, well, Troy's huge, but you've you've been done incredible in the gym yourself. I'd just just like to know what the drive and motivation would be because I'm I'm gonna guess you've been working with Troy. Uh, do you know what? So we do we train a little bit, not as much as we'd both like. It doesn't help that we know. We both live quite far away from each other. Mm. Um, not as far as we used to, but he's still a good like 25 minutes, half an hour away. And my gym is literally two minutes from my house. And then it also doesn't help that I go to the gym at 6 a.m. every morning. That is my gym time. Love it. Six in the morning, I'm at the gym. Whereas he, he's a, like an after work one, which I can't do. As soon as I finish work, <laughs> that down, I'm done. Front of, the, front of the telly with the missus, that's all I'm doing for the rest of the day. I'm happy. So I have to go first thing in the morning. Um, talking about like driver motivation that kind of stuff do you honestly and this is going to sound a bit rubbish but being honest like I'm beyond the point of like driver motivation now I'm just fully in routine and um, what's the word like just staying strict to a routine there's definitely a word for it but I'm not clever enough to think of it Um, so I am every every morning I will wake up at 5.30 alarm goes off get out of bed Kit on, bottle of water, protein shake, ready to go, out the door, five to six, down the gym at six. Every day, Monday to Friday, every day. And it's just a routine. And if I ever miss that routine, I feel terrible for it for the rest of the day. So I know I have to keep that bang, 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 bang. And don't get me wrong, I'm old. So I'm in bed by 9.30. This is not, I'm not someone who can like survive off seven hours, less than seven hours sleep. I'm in bed by like 9.30, 10 o'clock every night so I can get up first thing in the morning. It's rubbish. It means the dog wakes up at 5.30 every morning, regardless of what's happening at the weekend. Like, it comes with its drawbacks. I'm sure my missus is looking forward to the day where I give up on the gym and just become <laughs> fat and lazy, which will 100% happen. I'm going down that line. Not going to lie to you. But yeah, that's my... It's not so much like drive and motivation. It's structure and routine for me. Bloody brilliant answer. Um, I am far from a morning person, so that for me... That sounds like torture for me. I'm, oh yeah, and I'm, I'm fully aware. Like it's not for everyone. I get that 100. Oh, yeah. percent And it's like it's it's the 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 same advice to anyone who, whether they're like a PT or just like the gym or bodybuilder or whatever, anything in that spectrum. 
go to the the best time to go to the gym is the time that you will go every day or four days a week or three days a week, whatever your routine is. That is the best time to go. It doesn't matter if it's six in the morning, six in the afternoon or two in the morning, whatever it is. When you know that you will go as a routine, that is the time to go. Because if you're going to go, then you're, you've won half the battle. The only bad workout is a workout you don't do. Very true. Very true, yeah. So basically for you, it's become a lifestyle. Yeah, it is. Um, I feel like I'm stealing Shreddy's, uh, Shreddy's phrase there, but it's not a gimmick, it's a lifestyle. Um, yeah, it is. It's very much a part of my day. It has to be a part of my day. Monday to Friday, up, goes to the gym first thing. And it's out of the way as well. And at that point, I'm less likely to eat terrible because I feel like I should eat well because I've already been to the gym. Still do eat terribly. I had a Greg's for lunch today. It was amazing. But, you know, <laughs> can't win more. Now, you're very curious. What did you have from Greg's? Uh, two sausage rolls. And a latte. Mm. I had a latte as well. I like a latte. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, good, good solid little lunch. Good solid little lunch. Oh, I'm pretty sure you allowed that. Oh, yeah. Like it's, you know, <laughs> we had a win at the weekend as well. So we won on Sunday. So I feel like I earned, earned a little treat in the middle of the week. Great match, too. Very, very good match. Very fun match. I enjoyed that one a lot. They're, um, as much as I want to give Oscar Byron some heat because he deserves it, because he's a skinny little weirdo. Very, very talented wrestler. A very talented wrestler. Certainly someone who I think will be a mainstay at a lot of places um, before, probably before he realises it, before a lot of people realise that he will, he'll be around for a long time. He's very, very good. Yeah, 100%, yeah. He's one of the ones on the Indies that has a gimmick that stands alone by itself. It, like, his gimmick alone sets him apart from everybody else. Yeah, and, full of personality, full of character. Yeah. And very, very, very capable in the ring. Very talented in the ring. So, yeah. No, I, I, I enjoy... Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed kicking his ass for oh, yeah. however long it was, 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> and John McKinney's as well. You know, great rig, John, John McKinney, but happy to beat him up for it for 20 minutes. But, uh, no, very, very talented. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to... I, after the match, you had to um, pull some time in it a bit because you jarred the ring. <laughs> <laughs> see yeah that was it, this is why you don't put us on first this is why we're main eventers not because we're good you just have to put us on last because we're going to take half the ring down anyway you might as well put us on at the end just makes sense oh it's absolutely fantastic I mean I, I say it's fantastic I felt bad watching them struggle to get the ring started again but yeah <laughs> so we were at the curtain we were done we were ready to go back and covered in glistening in sweat because it, yeah. hey it was how hot was it in there like the guild hall stockport guild hall and i'm you know I'm a, big lad. I'm a big lad i sweat a lot as it is like i <laughs> don't want to you know i don't want to gross someone out but i'm a sweaty boy and we were at the curtain ready to go back and then who's greenwood nudges and says can you uh just entertain the fans a little bit. Just, you know, celebrate one more time for us while we try and fix the ring. I was like, what do you mean? I need a water and a lie down. I'm having heart palpitations here, Greenwood, and you're making me go back out there. I felt terrible. All these lovely people from Stockport paid their good money to see me and Ryan flop around in the ring. And I'm now high-fiving them whilst I'm covered in sweat. Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, it's, it, was, it was the moment when I was sat there. And then you're about to go, and then you sort of just turn and go around. It's like, I look off, like, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, just see the crew scrambling around trying to push some boards back together. I was like, I just, don't put us on first. That's all I'm saying. 
Keeps in the main event. That's all you got to do. You live and you learn. You live and you exactly. learn. <laughs> now, I've, I've watched you for the most part at Future Shop, but I've recently started going out of WF as well since its return. Now, when LWF's on, it's usually on WF and then Future Shock or Future Shock and then LWF back to back. Is it jarring or do you find it easy playing heel on one show and then the day after you're a babyface? So this is something I'm going to give. I, I Whenever I do an interview, I always give a big shout out. So those who don't know, most people will know, but Chris Brooker. Chris Brooker is bloody awesome. He does... Um, He's very heavily involved in Future Shock. He obviously does a lot of the uh, like the MCing. Um, very, very talented speaker. Very, very funny guy. Great comedian. Um, so we've done, as a lot of people have done, of like these kind of promo and character classes with um, Brooker. And one of the biggest lessons that we got from Brooker is that there's. Uh, firstly, what I say is the, the 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 character, as we call it, the Anderson Daniels, isn't a character. This is just genuinely who I am. I'm a big dumb idiot. It's just what I am. And now people, people always, there's the, the Jericho phrase of like, be yourself, but turn yourself up to 11, all that kind of stuff, which I fully get. I get that. But like anyone who's played, so before I wrestled, I used to play American football. I was fairly good at American football. I had some success. Um, I was in and around like the team, team GB team. Anyone who played with me would know that, that, would see that Anderson Daniels is the same as me playing American football. Exact same person. Sometimes I was nicer, sometimes more horrible, but the person is the same person. It's that big. Anytime you see me do something really stupid in wrestling, it's born out of something I've done that was really stupid in American football. I thought it was funny. So <laughs> the idea, so that was like the base character. So when we were talking to Brooker, one of the things he was saying to us is that Anderson Daniels, where he's a goodie or a baddie or whatever he's in between, it's not about being a different person or anything like that. It's essentially just turning levels up or turning levels down on per- certain characteristics within so for example if we talk about lwf where we you know we, we we're more a bit more serious a bit more aggressive that is just turning aggression up and turning you know calling ryan mini me and pipsqueak down a little bit uh whereas future shock where you know we we're a bit more you know we've learned some lessons from future shock where we, we came in and we were very aggressive and we kind of took the future shock faithful for um for granted i think when we came in that's more of a case of, you know, at Future Shock, we know we can, we, when we have the crowd on our side, we have better success. You know, we we lost our first three matches at Future Shock, um, all three to the Young Guns, because, you know, yeah, if it works well once, just shove it down the fans' face and give them more of it. Um, whereas, and, you know, we were very aggressive and very kind of uh, closed-minded and narrow-minded when we were there. But when we kind of opened up and relaxed a little bit and got into it and, you know, enjoyed having the fans on our side, suddenly we found success and we've won four matches on the bounce now I think it is so it's less of a like it's more of seeing what works at each location as opposed to turning as, as opposed to being a different person it's a very very long and terrible answer that I gave to that and I apologise no I don't mean, yeah, it's not a terrible answer it's a, it's a good outlook to have actually because each location each show will have a different demographic so mm-hmm. you will cater to the demographic depending on what they want and what they're there to see if you're there for say if you're there and there's a younger audience there's a lot of kids there then you'll cater to maybe a bit more goofy something like that to get to the children but if it's more of a hardcore fan base then then the character work and everything that goes into the wrestling will come out there yeah and i think we 
me and Ryan really pride ourselves on being able to fit whatever the promoter or the, the promotion needs. So, for example, at Future Shock, where there's um, certainly more recently, there's been a lot more tag teams have come through. There's obviously not many big, I mean, there's not many big guy tag teams anywhere, but there's there's not many big guys at Future Shock. Everyone's just a very horrendously, annoyingly talented wrestlers, incredible <laughs> in the ring. But in terms of like big, beefy men, you know, slapping meat, they don't really have that. So we do a lot more of the power stuff. Go somewhere like TNT, where they have some big, beefy men, you know, they've got huge guys from top to bottom and we, to the point where someone like Simon Miller, who is jacked to the tits is, is one of like the smaller guys, you know, so there we, we do less of the power stuff and, you know, we find other ways to, 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 to show what we can do and bring something to the audience. Yeah. Try and stand out. Is that, that's the sort of thing that will get you on shows as well. That was, yeah, that was the, the much shorter, less rambly way of saying what I was trying to say and it's far more eloquently put. <laughs> Uh, it's something similar I was saying to Ethan the other day. Um, Ethan Kelly. Um, Good lad. Great lad, yeah. Great lad. We like Ethan Kelly. Yeah. Fantastic lad. 18 as well. It, it's insulting that he's that talented. Disgusting. People shouldn't people shouldn't be allowed to start wrestling until the 27. I had to wait that long. Everyone else waits <laughs> when I ask. It's just, it just seems fair. Young Guns the same. Young Guns is like a decade yeah. later. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I'm 25. I'm only just starting myself. <laughs> yeah, you're a whippersnapper. You got loads of time. <laughs> loads of time. It's, Sorry, it's, I interrupted you, Ethan Kelly. Apologies. No, 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 not at all. It's fine. Um, but we're on about the little things because I've have only been been training one month, month and a half, give or take. So I'm not a master by any means, but um, you learn very quick that it's all about little intricacies in wrestling. Any tiny, tiny, tiny little things, and as long as you can nail them, everything else will just come together. And yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. That's... And I think, and that's the hard thing to bear in mind. And you know, it's something that me and Ryan have struggled with in the past. Is that because we we are big people, not just in like size, but also in personality. We're, I've said it a million times, big dumb idiots, big big dumb idiots. So we love to like do these big grand things we think that's like whether that's in the moveset stuff or just in personality stuff but actually there is the little things that you know those, those tiny technical details that you forget about but and you know i will hold my hands up very openly and say like i forget that stuff all the time but it's you know you were saying you've been training a, a month month and a half you're not a master i mean there's there's guys that have been training or wrestling for 20 30 years that aren't a master like there's i don't think that I, I honestly don't think there's such a thing as a master in wrestling because wrestling evolves all the time wrestling now is not the same as it was a year ago i mean ever this last like two weeks is the most blatant example of wrestling now is not what it was a month ago let alone a year ago two years ago five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago um so yeah as it as wrestling evolves as it changes it always changes so you just have to learn and adapt with it and and, and not every adaptation will be right for you as the individual. So sometimes you, you have to know what you should stick with, what you should twist, where you should change, where you should, you know, stick to what you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, there's never, if you, if you always keep the, the viewpoint of I'm not a master, I can learn more, regardless of how good or long you've been wrestling, you will, you'll always, always find success. Yeah. Even the best of women to learn. Even the best mm-hmm. of them. Every single 100%. Day. Yeah, hundred percent. And you, you never ever learn if you close yourself off like that. If if you close yourself off and go, I, I'm 
this good at this, I'm great. And then it's more of a, an ignorant mindset because then you're closing yourself off to learning new things and then that's when other people will catch up. Uh, yeah, I think if you, if you the, the view I've always had in, in everything is that if you can get 1% better every day, in 100 days, you won't even recognise yourself. Um, it's just that constant little little improvements every day, whether that's in the gym, whether that's fitness, whether that's you know knowledge, technical stuff, all that. I, it doesn't have to be wrestling; it can be whatever you want it to be. But if you get one percent better every day, suddenly, like I said, hundred days, you will have you won't even recognize the person you were hundred days ago. Perfectly put, yeah, perfectly put. And you mentioned a uh, Brooker. You mentioned Chris Brooker. The man is a legend. I had um an entrance class, first ever entrance class at Future Shock with him the other week on Monday. Oh my God. It's the, it's the first time ever dipping into that foray of the creative side rather than the, the pro wrestling side. And that, that of course, the pro wrestling is quite important, just a bit. But um, the creative side, the character side, the work, getting to work up here to bring more of myself out, that, that, that was so fun. Like that's the yeah, side I'm really into. Do you know what as well? I like it's I think it goes both ways in that we always everyone is always desperate to learn the in-ring stuff. Desperate to learn the in-ring. Everyone wants to know how to do a suplex or a body slam or a German suplex or an F5 or whatever other um Brock Lesnar movie you can think of. But you know, everyone's desperate to learn that stuff. But everyone forgets about the character side of it and the entrance and entrance is so important. I mean, the 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 cliche is that you should treat every show that you do as if no one in the crowd has a single clue who you are. Um, which is is true and it's false because you know, especially in the Northwest, you kind of get that returning bubble and they will drive everything forward, and that's always always very, very helpful. But I've always found it that our character side, especially for me and Ryan, character side for me and Ryan was rubbish until we got better in the ring. And then as we got more confident in the ring, because I knew that when I walked when I first started wrestling, the first time I walked to the ring in, where was it? It was like Leicester or somewhere like that. Hereford, where I can't remember where it was. Uh, well, anyway, I was walking to the ring. I wasn't confident in myself as a wrestler in the ring. I was very, very nervous. Didn't know what I was doing. So because I was so nervous about that, I just had ignored everything else about being a wrestler. Everything else that comes outside the ring completely ignored it and was rubbish just rubbish. I had rubbish gear. I was a rubbish wrestler. I wrestled Ryan actually in a tag match. I was against him in a tag match in the main event and I was rubbish. Um, <laughs> but as you, as you get more confident in the ring and it doesn't, this is not, again, it doesn't mean you have to be a master, but just that level of confidence in the ring that you're not worried about what you're about to do as you step out there, that the entrance and the character stuff and all that comes so much easier because suddenly you're not thinking about what you're about to do in the ring. You're just worried about, you know, making sure that the people who you want to cheer you are cheering or booing you or, you know, you're making little kids cry or whatever it is you're meant to do, that kind of stuff. It, that gets so much easier. So when people always say kind of like, you know, they get nervous about their entrances or about cutting a promo or whatever it is, like it's, it's, I mean, wrestling in itself is, a, you know, it's a confidence trick. It's what it was. It's what it was born out of. It was a confidence trick. Um, so as you get more confident, it gets so much easier. It's just a confidence thing. And if you approach an entrance that uh, approach an entrance if you're meant to be there whatever you decide you're going to do whether you're going to give it a big come on yeah let's go you're going to clap along whatever it is if you're confident with it and act like you know you're meant to do it everyone else will believe you yeah confidence is key it's, confidence is key so that of um it's like the uh even if you're not confident yourself it's like the fake it to make it if you look 
confidence. If you say something with conviction, people will believe you. I live by fake it till you make it. I honestly think <laughs> it's the, the... I wish I had that attitude when I was 18 to have that confidence just be like, you know yeah. what, I, I'm going to learn to do this and I'm going to make everyone believe that I can do it and I'll figure it out on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's exactly how it should be. It's easier said than done, but it's exactly how it should be. Yeah. Now, I... um. I got two words from Brooker when I went to sit down after my entrance, and that was follow that. That's what you want to hear? I, I, it, it meant the world because um, <laughs> Danny Proper went first, and he had about 50, he had 15 songs to choose from because he couldn't narrow them down. <laughs> and, um, and then he went, right, who wants to go first? And I was like, straight away, and I, everyone was like, whoa, you've got balls. I'm like, I don't know if I've got balls. I just want to get it over with because I, I stood up and I have, I swear to you, I had noodles. I had wet noodles for legs. Mm. I've never felt that jelly legged ever, literally ever. And I was walking in my entrance. And I was quite, I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of it. Um, I was walking in my entrance. I could feel myself concentrating just on staying still up. So I was not nervous. And that's, yeah. And I, do you know what? I'm nervous energy is a good thing. Nervous energy is always a good thing because that it's still energy. It's still as long as you can harness it properly, you can make yourself fly with nervous energy. Like you think about the biggest wrestling spots that have ever happened, all that kind of stuff. You don't think they were like Jeff Hardy or the Hardy that, that let's say the first TLC match at SummerSlam. They would all be bricking it, thinking about what they were going to do out there. But it makes things happen. You just nervous energy is a great thing if you learn to harness it because you'll always get nervous at wrestling. Always, everyone's nervous before they go out. I don't get how long I've been doing it. You learn to harness that into just energy, it makes things so much easier. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, speaking of character work, do you? I know we've glanced on this a little bit, but do you? Do you, which one do you prefer doing more? A good guy or bad guy? No preference at all. No preference. No preference at all. It's it. I do, like I said, I think it does come. It generally comes down to the fact that you know Anderson Daniels is just me. It generally is who I am. Like if you, I, I, there's a plethora of American football players out there in the UK who th- who think I am the biggest swear word out there because it's that's just what I loved winding people up and I loved chatting nonsense and I loved you know giving people the business. Yeah. Uh, but there's also I'll have teammates who would have like sworn by. It was like a team captain for a long time and all that kind of stuff. I could get people to I could lead people, you know, which is the quintessential face uh, baby faces you know to be someone that people will follow behind um so yeah like it's just there's i have no preference because i don't it's not different for me yes i shine a spotlight on different attributes but it's there's no the anderson daniels at future shock on a saturday is the same as anderson daniels at lwf on a sunday okay that's a really good aspect to have it's a really good outlet to have as well because it makes you versatile too it's, do you know what? It's so much easier as well. Like I, yeah. I love, I love gimmicks that are purely fiction. So like the Undertaker, for example, or uh, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. All these kind, of, like these ones that are, you know, they're they're pure fiction. This is not who they are. Mm. I am not good enough to do that. But I just do not have the ability to do that. I can be me, and I think I'm quite entertaining. I hope I'm quite entertaining. If not, you know, I'm sure I'll run out of bookings very very quickly. Um, but you know, that's uh, that's what I love to do right it's it's a, like i said it's a lot easier when you can just go out and be 
yourself and if that's you know the side of myself that is a bit of a knob that's great and i'll get booed or if it's the side of myself that you know is all right i guess i might get some cheers and life's good um but yeah it just if there's if there's any any advice which i'm in no place to give advice because who am i i'm not important in any way shape or form any advice to rest who's like who are struggling to like find their character just be yourself and find that one weird thing that you have that is you deep down and just shout that like there was because i was at the second session you know you're talking about brooker's entrance session i was at the second session oh well, yeah and i didn't one, see you i literally okay. yeah, i'm always late i you know when brooker <laughs> says make sure you're on time he's talking about me it's it's me he's talking to <laughs> um which is it's not intentional i work hard leave me alone brooker um but yeah there was a lad there who has gone through a few different gimmicks and then he kind of did like a bit of an anime thing for what he was trying this time and Brooke said to him like are you into your anime and he was like yeah I guess so I was like mate lean into that like no don't worry about an- whether anime is cool or not I was like we're all sat in a lock up on a Monday evening working out how we're going to walk pretend we're going to walk what our entrance is going to be before we do this fight with our friends <laughs> in a the roof's leaking like none of us are cool here. it's not worried <laughs> um i was like when yeah. you find that thing that you like is about you and it's unique and it's different and you're passionate about just bang lean into that because that's the easiest way and then because again this is another brookerism um and i think he's who did he say it to is it future shop it might have been joe kessler but i'm not 100 on that so don't quote me on it but he said to him just before he was about to his entrance he said what you do now is not what you're going to do for the rest of your life so just try things so even if you start off with something that you're very confident and passionate about and just throw yourself into that and over six months evolves into something else, that's fine. Because if if it's evolved there and got there from where you started, you know you'll you'll have that confidence and that ability to do it. It's when you try and like jump into something completely foreign, like, you know, you're an 18-year-old student and you're trying to do a tax man gimmick or something like that when you've never paid tax for a day in your life. That's hard. And it's not impossible. And if you're good enough, you can do it. That's fine. But it's a very, very hard thing to do. Whereas if you just find what you enjoy and you're passionate about and work yourself around that, then everything's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is that side I'm 100% just... I, I, I always... There's no... When you're, rest, when you're thinking of rest, when you're younger and you think of getting into it, you vision yourself, don't you? And you vision yourself in it and all that. We all do it. Um, it's the promo and entrance and all that that I'm thinking of all the time. It's always promos, it's always character, because whether because I want to be the best wrestler I possibly can be, that much is a given. Everyone mm-hmm. does. But a massive goal of mine when, I, when I'm to break in is to be one of the best characters. I want people to remember me character-wise as well as in-ring-wise, and that's because I've, I've got, as soon as because I was awake, it was late when Brooker posted about the entrance class, and I literally got the ping. Oh, booked. There you go. Yeah. And I looked at it and went, I'm going to prepare for this, because he mentioned that tire. I'm like, ooh. Now, I've not gone out and spent money on gear and everything like that, but I got, like, I got these glasses, and I got a jacket, like a gold sleeveless jacket with a hood and everything, right, full-on loud gold. Not subtle in the slightest. I just went all out. I just went through it. And I thought of the entrance. I planned it all out. Everything was planned. 
I just went for it, just full on, bang, yeah, done. And it's the most fun I've had. And it's so good. I've, yeah. I'd love to give a shout out to one person as well, uh, Ryan, who I, I trained with him. He was at the show, actually, the other day, at the Future Shot show, he was doing sound. He had like dyed pinkish hair. Yeah. Great dad. Brilliant, brilliant dad. He did an entrance, right? Now, it's with the curtain being blown open in wrestling. You look, you watch wrestling, it's like, oh, you bastard, you this, you that. But in the mind, you're like, he's, he's great in you, you know what I mean? So you don't, it, it's rare to get that visceral hatred. I wanted to slap him. Mm. His entrance was that sleazy and that heelish and that disgusting. Just by his entrance, I was like, okay, when's when's Joe going to come out and just, or Luke, when's Luke Jacobs or someone like that or Ridgeway going to come out and absolutely rip him a new one? I think, so you said there, which I think is, it's a very good point to make, is that, so obviously when, if you are, if you get into wrestling, becoming a wrestler, be the best wrestler you can in the ring. Be absolutely, train as hard as you can, work out, get everything right, learn, listen, all that kind of stuff. The in-ring stuff is super important. But my view on wrestling as a whole and in terms of character stuff as well, is that it's very, very unlikely that let's say I'm on a, the typical future shot card. Am I going to be a better wrestler, in-ring wrestler than Chris Widray, than Big Guns Joe, than Luke and Ethan, than Joe Kessler, than X, than Y, than Z, than X, and like, probably not because they're really silly talented and they've been doing yeah. this a long time. And I will always be trying to get to their level, but whether or not I'm going to be able to, am I going to be remembered on this show as the best in-ring wrestler on the show? Probably not. It's unlikely. It's like, I could be different. I can do different things, but they are, you know, they are, especially people like Ridgeway, Young Guns, etc. like levels. There's levels to this thing. However, as you were saying, like people will still remember your character. Yeah. Best characters in wwe wf wcw aew you know tnt etc 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 the our favorite wrestlers are very rarely the best wrestlers like there's people like you know brian danielson cm punk these kind of examples which are different etc the rule but i don't think there's not many people who would say that john cena for example was the best wrestler in the world and let's not get into a pipe bomb here but you get the point that i'm making or batista for example another one was he ever the best wrestler in the world maybe maybe not but was he a awesome character absolutely like were you ready to like run through a wall for him because he was the good guy or were you ready to like you said like hoping he got the absolute piss kicked out of him in two minutes because so like that side of things whilst absolutely you should always train to be the best wrestler you can be in the ring and be the best version of yourself whether that's physically or you know technically or whatever it might be there is such a concentration you have to have on making sure that your character whoever that is is something that is memorable and is, you know, something that people are ready to cheer for or to boo or to whatever you need them to do for you. Yeah. Yeah. I always lean towards the Miz for this sort of conversation because are you going to look at the Miz and think, I'm going to get a five-star match out of him? Probably not. But he's one of the best characters in wrestling, in my opinion. His character work over the past decade has improved more so than most others. He do, you, you hate him. You love him, you know but you I, hate him. I will, it's, it's amazing. I will even go as far as to say that it's 
the I mean the 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 five star scale is obviously it's a very weird thing to try and judge a match on because yeah. you know let's let's not get into a whole debate on that thing. But for example, if the if the point of a of a match is to make you you know either love the results so much that you get out of your chair and cheer or hate the results so much in terms of you know the person who's won you know boo the house down kind of thing. Miz is the perfect person for you know if he when he I mean Miz girl. You look at like we're talking about what wrestling is and it's entertainment. Miss Girl is a perfect that is a if yeah. you were talking about reactions, that is a five star flipping reaction because that is and that was because of the Miz's character. That wasn't because the Miz has the best wrist lock in wrestling or you know the best ankle lock or whatever. That was the character was so good that this girl was literally it was visceral hate yeah. in her eyes. Um, and again, I, I will hammer this and hammer this, hammer this. This does not mean you get the opportunity to to like to to park the wrestling side of wrestling in terms of as much as anything like you need to, it's hard to be good and safe and to do all this properly. You have to put all your hours into it, but just do not neglect the character work because the character work makes it so much easier. And there's a reason Ridgeway, for example, is so good is because he has the ability to wrestle that well and be Chris Ridgeway where, you know, he's either going to kick your face in or, you know, you want to, he's, you know, smash mouth or he's hard as flip all this kind of stuff. Like he has that side to it as well. Um, but yeah, just never, ever, ever just ignore the character side because it will get you so far just on its own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. I always, I always, always, always say you can watch a random match. So you go back a few, a few decades and you watch a random match. You've not got a clue the story that built up to that match. Not got a clue. It's just got to be a match. But say you watch the build up to Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, and you you watch that and you know you've watched it from the start, and you know all the history that's built up in that story, and then you watch the match and you build the story for the year after and you watch that. That's when you're hooked, and because they've taken you through the entire two years of massive build, as opposed to zero character, zero story, and just a match. Like, the the in ring wrestling is so clearly so so important so important but the storytelling and the character work is so vital because it can make or break a few 100 100 i mean there's not even a few i mean at our level it's just you talk about just a show yeah like if it's if you're you know a show is six matches seven matches wherever it is you know the standard let's say standard show is six matches if you have four really good matches where you know everyone's booing cheering and they hate and all this kind of stuff if the fifth match is a really good technical match but the crowd doesn't want to boo or cheer for anyone that's such a lull going into the main event like you have to pick back up unless that match is like a five-star classic where you can not even get away but like you know like maybe you've got away without the character stuff because they're so enthralled in the actual match itself and even then you need like billy the seven-year-old who's come to his first show probably won't appreciate the beautiful transition from a wrist lock to a front face lock into a Kimura or whatever. Like he just wants, he wants this person, he wants JJ Webb to get the piss kicked out of him because he's JJ Webb and everyone hates JJ Webb. Yeah. Or they want to see Luke and Ethan, you know, the big fiery underdogs. They want to like, it's yeah, just do your character work, work on character, character stuff. And it's fun. It it's is. fun pretending to be The Rock. It's fun pretending to be John Cena. It's fun pretending to be Shawn Michaels. 100%. Yeah, like you hit the nail on the head. Simply put, it is fun. Yeah, it's just fun. No need to overthink. Just fun. Just and as, as you said earlier, 
a group of a group of lads or women sat in some little hole in Manchester practice entrances or practicing promos. It, no one in there is going to be like, oh, that's stupid. Oh, that, mm, don't know about that. That's a bit nerdy. <laughs> They're all going to be like, what, what's that? Oh, that's awesome. Go do it. <laughs> yeah, I live for it. Anything different, I'm all in for different. Give me yeah. different every day of the week. If I, if you look at Matt Hardy, he's one person. If you look at all the gimmicks he's had in the, in the past, he has an idea, throws it at the wall. If it sticks, there you go. That's my dog. If you can hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Character work, do it. Um, digressing character work there, but I'm not complaining. Um, you and Troy in the ring have, it's quite a given, just some big dudes, quite a given. Um, do you have some innovative athletes? Like, do you, he, Troy has Hurricane Ronis, you did a sunset flip over the ropes. Someone your size doing a sunset bloody flip. I, what's the thought process going into doing these, like doing these moves? Do you, I'm going to guess you practiced them beforehand. <laughs> so obviously in, as we got through lockdown, once wrestling started up again, the same as a lot of schools, but the Future Shock PC especially, had its, you had to, you essentially train in bubbles. So you had to train with the same, same person every week. You had your same training slot, you trained with the same group, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So me and Ryan were bubbled up for, however long it was that we were in this bubbly formation thing. So it was just me and Ryan kicking piss out of each other for months on end. Um, but it also meant that because if, so say for example, I was training with a cruiserweight, for example, whatever cruiserweight, pick someone, anyone. Am I likely to Ethan say to Kelly. him like, yeah, there you go, Ethan Kelly. Am I likely to say to him like, right, Ethan, come here, I'm going to try and do our Quran on you and see how it goes. Probably not because he's probably going <laughs> to look at me and go, well, I'm about to die now. Like, this is the end uh was me and ryan we're like yeah let's do it see what happens so we would literally every week we'd, we'd see something we're like let's see if we can do that and do you know what? more often than not we could do it and we there's some if you think we've reached the peak silliness by doing a run or a, uh, a flip over the ropes in the scene oh you ain't seen nothing yet uh we've we got some bits left away it's do you know what and, and honestly it's it goes back to what we were just saying before we do them because they're fun yeah. It's fun to do them. Um, you know, we it makes me laugh that because Ryan is a very like a wrestling purist, traditionalist. Um, and you know, big guys should be big, and you know, little guys should be little, uh, little and quick guys, and all this kind of stuff. Wrestle to who, how you are. You give him an idea for a flippy spot, and he's all in on it 100% straight away. He's like, Yeah, we'll do that. Um, so yeah, and like for myself, I, but I did, I, we are quite good at wrestling to our who we need to be. So, for example, Future Shock, we can do a bit more of the fun stuff because we like to, you know, we'll give, we'll work with the crowd to give them more of what they want. LWF, we know we've had success by being aggressive and not letting our opponents breathe. We we kind of tone down on that stuff and we're much more ground and pound. We use our size, we use our weight to our advantage more. Um, so, again, it, it depends on, you know, what success we've had where to how we do that kind of stuff. But what I will say is that, you know, we we we've we've got more bullets left in the chamber. You haven't you haven't seen everything yet. I am very glad to hear that because that just makes me look forward to more. There's there's one spot that Troy does that I don't care how many times he does it, it pops me. That's the military press, and someone runs over, it just closed down. Yeah, it, it I don't care how many times I can just watch a full match of that. It it pops me every time. 
there was a period where we would just do like all our matches were just press lamps or variations of <laughs> press lamp. And I was like, what are we do? How have we ended up here? We're just doing press lamps now. <laughs> and now you're doing flips over the rope. I, I, I look at the ropes and think, yeah, and I'm, I'm good, thanks. And I haven't botched it yet. It's, it'll happen. I'm aware it's going to happen at some point. At some point, it's going to go wrong. And I'm aware of that. I accepted that. But so far, if I can do it to Oscar Byron, I think I can do it to most people. Yeah. I think that I think that's right. Yeah, so the closest thing I've come to a high spot or top rope move per se is running into the corner from inside the ring, grab the ropes from the corner, and you just jump over onto the yep. outside. That's the closest little, I've gotten. A little vault. But, over, I, yeah. but that's how you start. It's, and honestly, it builds. Up. So I didn't do a an seam for years before I had the confidence to do it. Years and years. It starts with start with little things and build up. And when you realize you can, oh, I can do this. I wonder if I can do this. Oh, I can do this. I wonder if I can do this. And then you'll just, it builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Or you'll just, Ryan, who'll just see something on Twitter and be like, right, I'm going to see if I can do this. And you just <laughs> pray that it comes off. Uh, he's a madman. Brilliant, but a madman. <laughs> literally, literally the definition of super athlete. And I, I, I'm aware, I'm very biased when I say this, but he's an actual freak. And I'm going to ride those coattails as long as I can do. <laughs> I would myself. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You've been, it, it, it's good that you mentioned Cruise Reads, actually, because um, I'm curious. With you being bigger guys, I get the feeling you like to wrestle smaller people because it, it like big versus small and you can pick them up. But I'm just curious which ones, if, if there's some form of preference match style wise between wrestling. Smaller cruiserweight esque sort of wrestlers are another, say, big horse fighter. Literally, no preference. Honestly, mm. like it's wrestling is wrestling. I think we it's very easy to get too granular on styles and like, oh, what styles mesh and what styles don't, and this kind of stuff. Wrestling is wrestling. Uh, if you can, it's just find the ways to entertain the crowd. Um, I think there are that you know, it's like I said, it's it's always fun to wrestle smaller flippier guys because we get to do more of the bigger stuff and also it, like generally we're a better post for them to try and get their offense in and stuff like that but at the same time like who doesn't love a hoss fight and who doesn't exactly. love seeing two bulls fucking go head to head and smash um and then like technical guys i always think it's a really interesting mix when we have our obviously with we do big powerful stuff uh you get like a technical wrestler suddenly that's a very interesting style because obviously technic is an interesting one in that quite often they're generally seen as two slow types of wrestling obviously technically it's going from hold to hold to hold there's a lot of ground-based stuff like that but then suddenly when you're ground-based and then whoop, suddenly you're 10 feet in the air because i've lifted you up deadlift style from a whatever yeah. it suddenly adds different levels of intrigue and that kind of stuff so i there's no no style of wrestler that i enjoy more working more than the other there's no one that i enjoy less than the other each one is a challenge each one has its own challenge um and it's just it's exciting to find ways to to be successful no matter who starred as what. Brilliant answer. Yeah, brilliant answer. I like that because it's it you have to assume open mindset to anything in wrestling. And I believe I, that's how it that's how it should be because as well as we mentioned earlier, if you're close minded, you lose opportunities just to have to go out there and have fun and try different things. Yeah, I, a match should be the like a combination of both styles. So like a, a te let's say technical as an example. Technical versus big guy shouldn't be 90% technical with 10% big guy stuff. 
because you're just mm. going to see my fast flopping around trying to do a front face lock and it's just going to look rubbish. Uh, but in the same way, like big guy versus little guy shouldn't be 90% of the big guy throwing the little guys around and, you know, they get a runner in and maybe they miss a 619 or whatever. Like it needs to, it has to have that both sides of it. And I think when you find that combination, like that sweet spot, it's it just, it works. Yeah, 100%. I, it, it always, it always helps based on who you're against as well. Yeah. That's the same as anything. That doesn't matter about style. That's just that's that's just wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. We when you're on about when you mentioned technical, I personally think of Ridgeway, because he, he's such a massive hybrid, but he's in my opinion the best technical wrestler going. Especially on the Indies. I, I one of he's my on the on the Indies my favorite just in ring because it, 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 it's just it's a different feel. Is it there's a presence straight yeah, up? That, presence. I mean, yeah, that's the perfect word for its presence. Absolute yeah. presence. I think it's like you know, Ridgeway does not need me to put Ridgeway over. Like we all, everyone knows how good Ridgeway is. Let's be honest, and and mm. a very yeah. very good coach as well. As you, you you see with people like Young Guns, Big Guns Joe and Joe Kester and Keenan as well. I've not put my boy Keenan over yet, which is terrible yeah. of me. Um, great guy, really good guy. Got a lot. Of t- he is someone who, again, I will ride the coattails of as long as I've already told him that when he's rich and famous and millionaire, I will carry his suits for him. Uh, <laughs> I have no issue with that. Um, yeah. So, like, ritual, but yeah, that's the exact right way for his presence, presence, yeah. presence, presence. If you, if you, and again, it doesn't need to be Ridgeway. Obviously, is you know, I don't want to say, I think strong style is the wrong word, but like hard hitting and technical. I mean, you know, yeah. that kind of um, style. So King's Road is probably a good way, or Royal Road is probably a good way of describing it. But you don't have to, it doesn't have to be that to have that presence. There are, like, Grado is the perfect example of this. You think about, and no, we, we joke, but he, that's the mo- he was the most yeah. overman in the United Kingdom for a long time. Yeah. You talk about presence. That man had presence. And he, you know, he was almost the opposite of Ridgeway in terms of yeah. wrestling style present yeah presence and that is that's that's not something you can teach presence that's something you just have to you gain it and again it's confidence and it's all sorts of different things but yeah no presence is a very good word for a trade yeah good job good job that one <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> uh do you have in the first future do you have any goals or ambitions of course we're coming close to the end of the year now so what are Anderson Daniels or synergies goals and ambitions for the future so I I'm actually I probably a bit different to Ryan on this one because I did get into wrestling late um, and I came the reason I left American football is I had a lot of injuries and I came into wrestling where obviously injuries never happen in wrestling we would have thought that would happen um, so I my goals are such a more like a lot of I have a lot of smaller bucket list kind of types of goals where I'm not too worried or concerned about like how high I get in the wrestling echelons. Do I want a main event WrestleMania? Yes, obviously. Who the who doesn't want a WrestleMania or, uh, re- uh, headline WrestleMania? And I will do everything I can to make that as achievable as possible. But I have lots of little goals where like there's people I want to wrestle with or shows I want to, want to wrestle on or types of matches I want to wrestle or do this. And, do, and some of them are really nerdy. Like I'm desperate to do a TLC match because my favorite match of all time is TLC 2 at uh, WrestleMania Whichever one it was, I can't remember. Wrestling's hard. X7, was it? So I, you get it. Wrestling. It was, you know, yeah. like, so that's one of my goals is I'm desperate to do one of these guys. And in the same way that, you know, a year or well, two years ago, 
one of my goals was to go through a table because I'm a mark and I want to go through a table because who doesn't love seeing a wrestler go through a table um, and all this kind of stuff and wrestled in the main events. So I've done that. I wrestled in title matches. I've done that. Now I want to win a title. But, you know, you get all these, these different little goals where, you know, if, if I fell down the stairs tomorrow and I tore my ACL and that was the end of my career and it's all over for me, I would have not a single regret in wrestling because I just do it to enjoy it and I find the little wins that I get on the way and we get there. But in the same vein, if in my career lasts another 15 years and my wife is now very mad at me for, you know, wrestling till I was 36 at that point, um, again, I have the same attitude of just doing it to enjoy it and finding these little things where I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Fair play. It's a positive outlet to have, and I really, really appreciate that. It's a very, very positive outlet to have. It, it, it's different. Wrestling's different. It's, it's very, um, it's niche, extremely niche. And like, we always get those people who don't understand it. And like, if you don't, I'm not going to explain it. You won't get it. It's very niche. And if you love it, you love it. You hate it, you hate it. That's fine. But it, it's it's so great. And if you can like yourself just say if you can remain positive about every goal that you have, large or small, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. Just, Absolutely. Just brilliant. enjoy it. Yeah. Always enjoy it. As long as you enjoy it. And it, do you know what? I've I always had it in my head for a while that you know wrestling is or wrestling fans are just as one type. And, and let's not go into what a wrestling fan is, but you know what I mean? Like there's the wrestling fan, but actually since I started wrestling myself, like obviously I've, my wife's come to shows and I've got friends who've come to shows who would never ever come to a wrestling show in their life. Would they hell? Like there's no way, but they come and they come to sport and it's very, very kind of them. And it's very good of them to come. Uh, and actually they're all there. Like that was amazing. Like I loved this and it's, annoyingly it's very rarely what i've done which you know <laughs> i will tell them off for but they buy a t-shirt so i can't really have got them but like they'll oh. always find something different to enjoy in wrestling whether that's you know it could be it could be literally everything it could be my wife's favorite match and i just the first show that first indie show i ever went to and i took it to and i've just i either just started wrestling or just about to start wrestling um and it was a future shock show and i can't remember who was on the card but the first half main event was um Rampage Brown versus T-Bone in a street fight or whatever, or you get it. Um, and it was they just beat the piss out of each other for 25 minutes. And my wife went, I'm going to swear, went fucking nuts for it. Absolutely for it, nuts for it. Loved it. Um, <laughs> and I realised very quickly at that point that I was never ever, she was never going to be impressed with my wrestling, so I'm probably not going to reach that, that level of ability because it's Rampage and T-Bone. Um, but, you know, would I have expected my wife, the data analyst, to come in and be like, yes, I'm all in on Rampage, Brown and T-Bone beating piss out of each other for 25 minutes? Probably not. But then, you know, I've got a friend who comes to a different one and loves seeing Tom Thelwell versus David Getsky in like a 20-minute technical match. And then another one that comes down and likes seeing this or seeing that. And you get like, it's just, whilst they, like you, we always think of like, you, we enjoy a show as wrestling fans. Like, oh, that was a really good show or it wasn't a good show. Actually, when you get people from outside wrestling coming, they're like, I like this bit. And that's all you need because that's yeah. wrestling. The, the, the wrestling is a variety show. It's all different types of stuff. It'd be really boring if it was six matches of fat, overweight tag teams trying to press slam everyone out of the ring for 20 minutes. 
And it'd be really boring if it was, you know, six matches of cruiserweights or six matches of technical or six matches of X, Y, and Z. It's that variety show that makes it awesome. So when you get people who aren't wrestling fans in the biggest quotation marks ever, if you're listening to this audio ever, uh, only audio only, um, that keeps people coming back because they find that one thing that they like and they're like, yeah, I can come back to that and I'll enjoy that again. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It, that's, yes. It, you will, I've, the amount of people I've seen, right, the amount of times I've been, because I've been, I've been, my first show was at 53-2 in Future Show 2017, Pete Dunn won the Adrenaline title. So I, it was a while ago, but my mum, we'd watch WWE, we were fans. Um, we went to one show, because I'd heard of Future Shock and I'd heard of Lonnie Austin. I knew Pete Dunn. There you go. Like, there you go. Lana, I've told Lana, but she is a massive influence to me even finding Future Shock because I knew who she was without even knowing anything about the Indies. I knew her name. and I'd seen her online. It was her match against April Davids, the match before she won the title of April Davids, the one that I watched. So I was, I was enthralled. And I think Lana is one of the best not to be signed to a major company in the world. I think she's that good. And at the end of that show, my mum got up, walked off, I was like, where you up? Where you going? What should... Oh, getting, getting tickets. There you go. <laughs> and we've never looked back. And because of work, my mum has been to more indie events than I have. <laughs> but this is what I mean. Like, it's, <laughs> And it doesn't, not every wrestling fan is going to be the person that you know buys tickets for every show bang, 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 bang. they might go they might have one show that they go to and that show might only run four shows a year or whatever and they'll come back and they won't come back on their own if it was just them but they will go with like a couple of friends they enjoy with and all that kind of stuff that is absolute that is, is i was gonna say it's fine it's better than fine it's amazing because these are people who you know if we talk about what the point of being involved in anything is is surely to make it better than when you started so if you know if if the wrestling scene grows and someone who went to zero shows a year goes to four shows a year, like that's an exponential growth. And it's just you know it's just finding things that you enjoy and enjoying wrestling because they said wrestling's awesome. It's dumb. It's really silly. It's really nerdy. It's utterly pointless half the time, but it's fun. So enjoy it. Perfectly put. Couldn't agree more. I am I am well aware of how nerdy I sound. I with my my mate. My closest friend, closest friend in the world, his name's Brandon. I've been, he, I've gotten to know the, some of the friends that he knows online on Discord, and we're all going to meet and we're all going to play D&D for my first time ever. Nerdy, and I love it. And I'm known as the wrestling guy. That's a, that's, if I had a medal, I'd wear it. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm the wrestling guy. So that's brilliant. I'm known as that. I, I, I take that with pride because I love wrestling. It's dumb. It's nerdy. It's, it's amazing. You get to make believe as this amazing superhero character. For say about, about 20, 30 minutes you're out there, give or take. All for synergy. Probably about four different appearances on RWF and we get to hear the amazing theme four times in one show, which I cannot get enough of. It's a banger. My mum will have been waiting for me to mention that. 
she told me to mention it actually <laughs> it's an absolute bop it's brilliant I, as long as you're out there having fun that translates to the fans and then the fans will then have fun yeah there you go that's what we're here for it's entertainment same as in and uh, people get caught up on um we call it sports entertainment i i have a a theory, which I can't remember where I heard it. I heard it somewhere else, so it's not my theory, but I claim it's my own theory, so deal with it. Um, that, to be honest with you, near enough anything that is professional sport is sports entertainment. Like, you look at... The, I'm a big NFL fan, as you... Shocking, who would have thought? But, like, the NFL, they had their first game of the season last Thursday. They had Ed Sheeran do a gig beforehand. Like, that's it's sports and entertainment. That's literally what it is. It's sports and entertainment. They're together. If it's fun, people enjoy it. It's the same as any sport. If people look miserable playing cricket or golf, which are typically quite boring sports to watch. But if the people you were watching were look like having the worst time in their life, no one would watch it. Yet you get millions of people that watch the cricket every year, and millions of people that watch the golf every year, and snooker and bowls and whatever else. Like, it's entertainment because it, it's fun, and it's fun because it's entertainment, no matter if it's objective, subjective, or anything in between. Like, it's just, if you have a good time doing something, other people will have a good time doing it too. Because none of us are so unique that we are the only person who likes this. Whatever yeah. it is. Other people like it too. So if you enjoy it, I mean, you talk about D&D. I love D&D. Um, things like Critical Role or Dungeons and Daddies or whatever else. Like That is people enjoying playing D&D. And literally thousands of people tune in every week to watch or listen to someone else play a tabletop game. Like Think about that in just terms of like, if you took that out of context... Telling me that I'm going to watch someone else roll a 20-sided dice to see how their adventure goes, like without any context of like what is happening here, <laughs> uh, because it's they enjoy it and that passion comes through. Which, if we're going full circle now to tell the perfect fucking story in this match of a podcast, is that if I enjoy it and I'm passionate about it, that radiates outwards, and then everyone else enjoys it, like my character, which is just me having a good old time. Yeah, bang on. Absolutely bang on. Couldn't put it any better myself. Just if we can take anything from this podcast, everyone, just have fun. Enjoy have fun. yourself. Just have Terrific. fun. Life's way too short. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Anderson, do you have anything for the future to plug? Socials? Oh, I, everyone asks me this all the time. And I'm terrible at it. We've got <laughs> social medias and stuff. Uh, the Anderson Daniels on Instagram, Synergy Faction on Instagram. Candace underscore Daniels on Twitter. I've got to change that. It's got to be the same. I'm, do you know what? I work in social media and I'm terrible at social media. It's awful. Um, <laughs> upcoming shows. We've got there's Future Shock, LWF, uh, PW4U in November. OPW's back with this next show that I forgot the name of, which is terrible of me. Um, <laughs> where else are we at? Uh, I should be better at this. But we're like, to be honest with you, if I'm going to plug anything, just go and watch wrestling. Whether that's on the network, whether that's on YouTube, whether that's, you know, ripped on Daily Motion, wherever it's going, enjoy wrestling. Have some fun with it. Buy your favorite wrestler's T-shirt. Not SynergyShop.TheBigCartel.com. We've got very little there stock you go. Left, So, you know, buy a T-shirt maybe. Or if not, buy your next favorite wrestler's T-shirt because I know we're your favorite. But, you know, just get involved. In, enjoy the community. Be part of the community. Have fun with it. Come down to shows. Have a good old time. Honestly, wrestling is... It's just fun. It's the best. Enjoy it. Don't overthink it. I drop my pen. What a way on to that, finish. On that bombshell. Thank you very <laughs> much. My pleasure, mate. Thank you so, so much for having me, mate.
it was as you've just said absolute pleasure it's been a delight thank you very much and thank you see you again